0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: I gotta tell you, there are teams right now that are absolutely in danger of seeing the window close on their opportunities to win a Super Bowl. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Eight eight eight. 729 3776 say espn Think about where we were one year ago, okay? We're getting ready for the Thursday night opener. It is the Rams coming off celebrating their championship, taking on the Buffalo Bills out west in L.A. The Rams have been absolutely atrocious since because of injuries, because of a myriad of different reasons, and primarily because the quarterback was as banged up as could be all season long and just looked lost. Then you had the Bills, who won that game, just blew their doors out in that game, 31-10. And the Bills, I think we would both agree, despite making the playoffs last
2: year, that was disappointing. This is not what Buffalo was supposed to be. Without question. They were coming off that incredible playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium that went OT And it was one of those games where you realize Mahomes and Chiefs got the better of them, but this Buffalo team is for real, and they're probably going to be the trendy pick to win the AFC next year, which they were amongst several people. And you're right. It was disappointing because they were hosting a Cincinnati team in the divisional round, And they ended up looking terrible in that game. Absolutely terrible from an offensive perspective. And then the Diggs-Allen beef started on the sidelines, and the rest is history from there. So, yeah, both teams, based on where they started, did not hit anywhere near their marks by the end of the year. So just to
1: give you an idea, the Rams, considering they were just coming off a championship right now, have the fourth best odds of having the number 1 overall pick in next year's
2: draft. They are going to be terrible this year. They, they are going to be terrible. It feels that way. They did nothing it's... with the roster. Nothing. They, Jalen, they really couldn't. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Leonard Floyd is gone. Bobby Wagner's gone. All three are gone from a defense that wasn't good last year. 20th in scoring D. 20th in opponent yards per play. Stafford's 35 years old. Allen Robinson no longer at wide receiver. They couldn't spend any money because they went all in. They pushed their chips all to the center financially for that Super Bowl, and they got it but now the bill has come due. I think most fan bases would take that result, by the way. If you're getting a Super Bowl and then you're going to fall apart quickly yep. thereafter, I don't think there's a fan base in the world that would say, no, I'm not doing it that way. Guaranteed Super Bowl, but it's going to cost you years because of the salary cap now situation. Now it's a lesson
1: need playbook. So now they find themselves in this position. And frankly, you're going to hear a lot more about it. You've started to hear a little bit about it, but we've been talking about it for a while. You're going to hear the whispers about Aaron Donald getting traded by midseason. Now... That aside, you have to look at the other teams right now and whose Super Bowl window is closing. I think the Bills' window is closed. You think it's closed and I think, done? I think it is closed. The Buffalo Bills are not making the playoffs this year.
2: That's the big take I, I've noticed going it, into the season. It, it is. I it,
1: the, the closed for the moment, you have Josh Allen, you're going to have another window in a few years. I fully believe that. But for this iteration, you don't have Von Miller, for at least four games, it sounds like that's more than half a year. And I've heard whispers, he doesn't exactly love it in Buffalo to begin with. That's another guy. If he came back healthy and things are not going great for the Bills, don't be shocked if, if that's talked about again because he was moved a few years ago. Um, I, I look at everything about the Bills. I don't trust their offensive line. I don't think they did a good enough job to get the running back that they need to get away from Josh Allen running the ball. James Cook might be good. I would have gone after his brother if I were them. I would have gone after Dalvin. I would have pushed the Giants a little bit more on Saquon Barkley. Those are the ways that you take the pressure off of this quarterback. The Diggs thing feels like it can blow up at any minute. I don't care getting named captain. I don't care about kumbaya all through preseason. I could absolutely see Diggs getting as annoyed as possible at the course of the year, when they lose a bad game and he has four catches for 31 yards?
2: 100% agreement because we saw it in Minnesota and now we've seen it in Buffalo. What would lead us to believe that that is not going to happen again? They may have temporarily solved their issues, but they have not permanently solved their issues. And you're right. Things could look good early in the season. I would not bank on that situation being resolved and everything being fine going forward.
1: Where are you with the teams right now that their window is either
2: closing or it is shut. I start with San Francisco because George Kittle's not getting any younger. Trent Williams isn't getting any younger. Christian McCaffrey appears young, but in running back years and some of the injuries he's sustained, you're not going to get eight great years out of Christian McCaffrey moving forward. You've got time. Debo and Brandon Ayuk, sure, but, but you better hope the quarterback situation is resolved there because they've got offensive line issues, and in the on defense, in the secondary, they've had some problems, but the great pass rush has always covered it up. So I'd say the Niners window is something that's c- closing. I look around the rest of the AFC, Kansas City, as long as you have Mahomes, it feels like you're always going to be in play. Mm-hmm. How about the Jets? I mean, I could say that, and like they just opened the
1: window, and now it feels like it could close already when you look at the fact the Jets roster right now is the oldest in the NFL. (laughs) How long is Rodgers going to be
2: there? Let's say two years, conservatively. Then you've got two years. Because once he's gone, they're right back to what we know. They're right back to what we know and what Mm -hmm. we've seen. They're great right now or have the potential to be great because they have what could be a great defense and a great quarterback. Are you convinced he's going to be great this year? Rodgers? Yeah. I'm not convinced he's going to be great. I'm convinced he's going to be good. The question is how. Yeah. He's going to be be above average. I don't want to make it sound, but listen. The guy last year had a down season in Green Bay, okay? You look at that production that he had in Green Bay. His numbers were off. Now, Orlovsky's Orlovsky's made a great case as to why that happened, and I'm not saying that means it's the end of his career, but when you take how it ended and you combine it with the fact that he publicly said he was very close to retirement – and then decided he was going to play kind of because the, the Packers decided they were done with him. There's something about that. They always say that with fighters. When fighters start talking about retirement, it's over. Get away from the fighters. It is over. Once you start thinking about retirement, you're out of it. NFL quarterbacks thinking about retirement. I know he's saying all the right things since, and I know he wants to prove everyone wrong, and I'm sure he's going to be very good this season, but it is not going to surprise me if he's a little bit off. That O-line has some concerns. He threw a lot of interceptions last year.
1: The retirement thing I never bought because I think it was just drama. I think he loves the attention, and I think he wanted to bring it up, but he was never walking away from the money that was on that contract that was left, and he did walk away from $35 million this year in redoing the contract for the Jets, but that was more out of spite and more to <laughs> stick it. No, it really was. I really I, believe yeah. that. I think, I think that was – you, you tell me that Packer fans were thrilled when he wouldn't give a dime less over the last several years and then you know, to try to get them better, but then he's complaining about why they're not getting better and all that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think there was retirement talk that was
2: very real a couple of years ago. I think this offseason it wasn't real. What about the Dallas window? Is yeah. there a window? Is there even a Let's ask this. Is there actually a Super Bowl window for the Dallas Cowboys? There's a window. There's there's a window. It's not open wide and it ends after this year if the quarterback is the problem. It's not one of those floor to ceiling windows that you would have with a Malibu beach house so you can look out at the ocean. It's not a big window like that. Okay. No, it is not that window. Um like an out uh, an outhouse type window. It's a medium-sized window, but it, it's like you all- have a shed in the backyard, and you have a window for ventilation. Is it that type of window? That's a small window. A little bit nicer window than that. Okay. What about this thin little window on this two-thousand-pound door to get in and out of the studio? Fair. Yeah, that's, that's the window. It's that, <laughs> about right. But again, you couldn't get a hamster through that window. But
1: why is that? Why is that window as small as it is? It's because we're all criticizing Dak, but we're not criticizing Dak without reason. And the Cowboys have not given him a contract extension. And I don't think Jerry ever wanted to pay him in the first place. I think he says all the right things right now, but are you going to tell me that Jerry is going to hand over another contract if the Cowboys aren't at least in the NFC Championship game this coming year? No,
2: no, 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 no. no. It's, they have got to get to the NFC Championship game. They are projected to be one of the three best teams in the conference. So what they need to do is find their way to the final two games of the conference. They have to make progress. They have been making no progress. They're winning twelve games a year in the regular season. That's great. They're built for the regular season. But when they get to the playoffs, Mike McCarthy needs to be the type of coach. who can out-coach a good coach on the other sidelines, and he's proven routinely he can't do that. That game against the Niners last year, that was winnable. That was absolutely winnable. Mike McCarthy's an offensive mind. His offense played like crap against the Niners in that game, and that's a great defense. But every now and again, you got to be able to outdo the other guy, and he wasn't able to do it. Carlin versus Joey, ESPN Radio. What about the Ravens? I think they're open for a few years. They are, as long as they have John Harbaugh, I think they're always in contention. He is a very underrated coach. He is outstanding with how he runs his culture, his locker room. He's been around a long time. He's produced great results. He's got a more than competent quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers looks like he could be the next big thing for the team at wide receiver. Mark Andrews is there, top five offensive line. They've always been a good defense. They might not be great, but they're, when was the last time you saw a lousy Ravens defense? It's rare. It's, it's very rare. rare. It's rare that they are lousy on that side of the ball. So if they have a competent defense – an above-average quarterback, a good head coach, and some weapons, they're always going to be right there in the hunt. They need to figure out how to take the next step in the playoffs too. Lamar's only got one playoff win. That was against Tennessee. It wasn't an overly impressive game. And then the following week he was at Buffalo in the snow, and they couldn't generate any offense in that game. Lamar, now that he's got the bag, he's got to find a way to get to the postseason and then win a couple games. One last one. He gets, you know what, for the pressure Dak faces, Lamar gets none of it. He doesn't,
1: because he's already got an MVP. That's true. And I, and I know that Dak in his rookie year, I think he finished like fourth, something like that, maybe fifth in the MVP. But that that's why Jackson has that, and he's an explosive player. I don't know that we would categorize Dak Prescott ever as explosive. Last one, though, Dolphins. They have spent a lot of money outside the quarterback position. I
2: think they're – well, you know what? You're right because you could say, oh, it's just opening because they're new and they're fresh, but that doesn't mean they're going to stick around for a while. See, I think the
1: Niners is a little bit more open, even though it's an older team because they don't have to pay Brock for another couple of years. Yeah. That one is – I mean, the question Two is, is going to be up. answered. Yeah,
2: Two is coming up. Um I think they've got a few years. I like McDaniel as a head coach. What we saw last year, I mean, he turned them around fast. And then the hiring of Fangio shows that he understood exactly what their problem was and addressed it immediately. Immediately. That is a smart mind to be able to do that. A lot of people might just stand pat and say, oh, we'll sign a couple guys. We'll be fine. Nope. They went out and immediately brought in one of the best defensive minds in the game to oversee the biggest problem they had. And that is something that could pay some dividends this year. But you got to have a quarterback that stays healthy. 20 minutes from now, Ryan
1: Clark joins us. ESPN NFL analyst, the very best out there. And, of course, now the host of Inside the NFL on the CW. That in just moments. But when we return, that's right. It's more time. It's another time to make you some money. Mr. Fortinbaugh has got a couple of more wagers for tonight and another round of pizza money. And is Travis Kelsey actually going to go tonight? Why the Chiefs are really screwing this up next on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
0: this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. So here's
2: how it works for those who are new to this. Pizza money, favorite bets, designed to put a little coin in your pocket so you can go out and enjoy dinner on us. We gave out two earlier for tonight's game. Lions rookie running back Jameer Gibbs, over three and a half receptions as well as over 31 and a half receiving yards. Now we go to another player in the Lion backfield, running back David Montgomery. We're going to make two bets here as well. Number one is going to be over 52 and a half rushing yards. The other is going to be an alternative rushing yards prop, which is over 75. If he goes over 75, that pays plus 280, which means a $100 wager returns $280 in profit. So why do we like David Montgomery to have a successful game tonight? I think he's undervalued because everyone's looking at Jameer Gibbs. Well, he was the 12th overall pick in the draft. He should be the workhorse. He'll get his fair share of the workload, but he is going to be a pass catching back primarily with some carries mixed in. Montgomery was just signed three years, $18 million. They're not going to pay that kind of money for the guy to not get 10 or so touches in the game. And with Chris Jones out, the running lanes will be open. Last year, Kansas City ranked 15th in the NFL in opponent yards per rushing attempt. They were middle of the road. That was with Chris Jones, who's a very good run defender. Without Chris Jones, Detroit's game plan has got to be to run this ball early and run this ball often. So your next two pizza money props: David Montgomery over 52 and a half rushing yards, which is minus 125, and over 75 rushing yards, which is plus 280. Ooh,
0: going give out some candy. I like it. Got I some like it. candy every now and again. I like it. Harlan versus Joe on ESPN Radio.
2: I know one
1: thing: being on the field is not going to help it heal sooner. Being on the field is not going to help him be back at his full strength. You don't want to see him at all. I don't. You don't want to see him at all. Frankly, I would tell him to stay home tonight. (laughs) I I really would. Enjoy the broadcast. Sit back and just watch. Go to Outback. Get yourself a Bloomin' Onion. Exactly. They're delicious. Yeah. They are delicious. I mean, uh, I, I think it's an underrated appetizer. We'd go through that. I mean, you and I could do four four shows on, on underrated appetizers without even blinking. The Mount Rushmore of appetizers?
2: What would you have up there?
1: Oh, there's no question that the Bloomin' Onion is on that. The Bloom? Uh, okay. I would
2: certainly have Bruschetta on that done the right way. It's a bit of a pivot right there it from is. the blooming onion. I, I thought maybe you'd transition to like a potato skin or a well, buffalo the, wing. I'm
1: getting there. I'm getting there. See, the wings, I don't necessarily count as full-on appetizer because in some places they are listed as an entree. In some places they are listed as an appetizer. I go wings for an entree. Twelve wings is not an appetizer to
2: be. But what if it's Five. See, it all comes down to volume. I've been to restaurants that have really good... There's a place in Vegas that has these dry rub, lemon chili wings. They are fantastic, but they come in orders of five. That is an appetizer. That's an appetizer. You know what your boy does? Mm. I go in, I order two, I make it my entree. There you go. That's how we do things. But you can go
1: either way with it on that front. That's why I'm not categorizing the wings here. All right, wings are out. Uh, Wings are out. Here's my problem. There is no doubt in my mind that mozzarella sticks would be on this list except... If you get cold mozzarella sticks, or you get half-cooked mozzarella sticks, you got a problem.
2: How important is the marinara dipping sauce?
1: Uh, I would say it it can't be completely bland, but I wouldn't. I would say the most important part of this would be the cheese melt ratio inside of the fried stick.
2: So the great mozzarella stick with average to slightly below average marinara dipping sauce would still qualify as a top-notch appetizer for you
1: right but too many places take them out of the freezer warm them up yeah and really what i have is just a string cheese stick covered in bread and that's no good (laughs) Uh, so too many people screw it up i can't leave it to you to get it right uh potato skins are absolutely uh on that list there's no question about it um and then you know the fourth
2: I'm kind of, uh, I could be co- talked into a few different ways. What am I missing here? You don't have to marry it now. It's the type of thing that you can marinate over and then reach a conclusion later in the show. I'd like a why, good marinade. why find yourself pressed into a corner to answer all this right now?
1: That's fair. That's fair. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I really get annoyed when I hear comments like this from chiefs owner clark hunt not specifically from him but in this instance from him
0: i know he had a little bit of a setback uh, the other day with a, a minor knee injury uh, we hope that he'll be able to go tonight he'll be a, a game time decision uh, but he's somebody who loves to compete so i wouldn't bet against him being on the field tonight
1: that of course is in reference to travis kelsey and joe there is absolutely no reason no reason whatsoever for travis kelsey to be even in Arrowhead Stadium tonight, let alone playing in this game. It is not about winning this game for the Kansas City Chiefs. This game, ultimately, not all that important, to tell you the truth. The Chiefs need to be thinking about the entire season. Winning tonight is not important. Winning all year long is more important. And if you go out there and you get Travis Kelsey aggravating this injury, making it worse, or hurting something else because he's compensating for
2: it, that's franchise malpractice. It all comes down to the diagnosis. If Kelsey is in a situation where playing could risk further, much more permanent damage. Think of Kevin Durant or even Joe Burrow with this calf strain. And what do we hear about calf strains? It's like, ah, it's just a muscle. It's like, no, no, no. If you don't treat the calf strain properly, you could end up injuring the Achilles. Much more serious. Exactly what happened to Durant. That's what they're worried about with Burrow. You know, Cooper Cup with the hamstring, that could get worse. If it's the type of injury for Kelsey that could get worse, completely agree with you. If it is a pain threshold conversation get him on the field play tonight what's the culture the culture isn't we're going to pack in game number 1 yeah we'll raise the banner tonight here come the lions uh you know let's rest kelsey in game 1 we don't have chris jones we punt on this game we're fine you start to get a little queasy there with your culture allowing that sort of thing strictly though if it comes down to pain threshold if he can't do any additional damage to the knee and he wants to test it out and it turns out he feels okay after you know probably taking the cortisone injection Get out there and play. But if you're going to sit him down just because you don't need to win the game, so what? Dangerous for the culture to let that sort of uh, complacency creep in.
1: Yeah, I get that. I just want to make sure I've got the guy all year, and I want him to be at his best all year. I don't want him to be consistently having this be a problem and just lingering because of it, even if it is a bruise. Even if it is a bruise, he's going to heal faster if he is not on the field. Now, Andrew Lyman, who is working on the show today on the TV side, just emailed me and said the a restaurant in here in Southington, Connecticut, has the best fried mozzarella he's ever had.
2: Now, that is not where I saw that going because I've already been criticized twice by TV for sweating all over the place. Makeup keep running in here earlier to solve that problem. And credit makeup, they pretended like it was on the schedule that this was just routine maintenance. It was clearly not routine maintenance. I was looking right in that camera. I saw myself shining and pouring sweat everywhere. I have been sweating up and down this campus since I arrived. I look forward to going back to the dry heat in Las Vegas. But that's a story for another day. It is ironic that you would be the one sweating because as,
1: well, frankly, uh, nearly an odds maker, you would be taking a beating on that
2: bet. You, 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 what you're insinuating is that you are the large one who would be. You 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 seem to have a natural glisten, almost as if there's always just a natural light coating of sweat just about the presence. <laughs> it's the a little aura. based. It's <laughs> a little based. Yeah. Uh, my point to Andrew
1: would be is just briefly, Andrew, I appreciate it. I am unaware of your bona fides, so I do not know that I can take what you have to say seriously. I have to know you before I can take it seriously.
2: But if you test it out and it ends up being as good as he says, he now rockets up the recommendations chart, There's right? no
1: question. There's no question. The problem okay. is i got to get out of town today. So now, well, and hey, you can
2: swing by Southington on the way to. I got a three and, and a half hour
1: ride. Little pickup on the way out of town. Carlin versus Joe Casual on ESPN twenty Radio. mozzarella sticks for the ride. <laughs>
2: Just <laughs> dipping marinara; it's getting all
3: and
1: over the car. Record, that would be an entree, not an appetizer. Uh, NFL kicks off tonight. None of the pressure is on the defending Super Bowl champs. Ryan Clark joins us in moments on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I think it's funny to me that, like, you know, you go 9-8, and eight, you don't make the playoffs, and now you're all of a sudden a favorite. And it's,
3: yeah, of course, we got a good team, but we haven't done anything. Kelsey hasn't missed a game because of injury going back to the start of the 2014 season. So Mahomes has never been without Kelsey. But everything that Mahomes has accomplished, he has accomplished with Travis Kelsey. Living in the world, if Travis does not play, obviously Chris is not going to play. If you want us to take you as seriously as I want to take them, Detroit, a must win.
1: So is there even a point to playing him tonight? It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius 6M Channel 80. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinbaugh. Awesome to welcome in Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, and the new host of Inside the NFL on the CW. He is awesome because all of that, and he's also a former Steeler as well. We welcome him in right now. Ryan, it is Chris and Joe. We appreciate the time. Let's get right to it. Should Travis Kelsey play tonight?
3: I mean, I'm no doctor. I don't I don't know if I don't know what extent to he's injured, right? If you know that Travis Kelsey can't be eighty percent of himself at all Panic. then you shouldn't be out on the field. Also too, what is this game worth to you? What do you feel? Do you feel this game says if we do not win it? We don't get home field advantage. If we don't win it, we can't win the AFC West. If those questions continue to be that this game doesn't bear to us as far as those two things are concerned, I think you have to be really careful with Travis Kelsey. You know what sort of postseason player he is. Let's not waste that or in any way hinder that to win a game on an opening night in the season in 2023.
2: Dan Orlovsky joined us yesterday and said if there's no Travis Kelsey and there's no Chris Jones, this is a must-win situation for the Detroit Lions. Now, not must-win in the sense of if you don't win this game, you're eliminated from playoff contention. Mathematically, that's not true at all. But do you see that for the Lions, that with all the hype this year, if there's no Jones and no Kelsey, you got to go in there, you got to get the job done?
3: I think it's an extreme letdown if you don't. I think it's a check-yourself moment and – you arrive at Motor City on Tuesday morning, for sure. I mean, on on Friday morning, for sure. You don't have two of their three best players, two of the three best leaders, two of their three playmakers, right? You, You don't have those players. And we still can't win. We can't find a way to go on the road and beat a team who is down two players of that caliber. Then who are we? People are to win the NFC North. They're speaking of the way we finished the season. Jared Goff, the way he protected the ball down the stretch. Ben Johnson as the offensive coordinator, how he was able to call plays and dial up opportunities to make big plays but also win games. And now on the biggest stage, on a stage we hope to play on later on in the season, we can't show up. I think that makes you question yourself. It'll make Dan Qu- Campbell question his approach. And if they're ready to ascend to where people think they can, and so I think it is a very important game for them to win. If there's no Kelsey and no Chris Jones,
1: Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, host of Inside the NFL on the CW, how how long Ryan could the Chiefs afford to be without Chris Jones this year?
3: I think we'll know tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if we're if we're being you know if we're being serious and we're being honest, and isn't that? what Chris Jones is working to prove is not that the leverage Chris Jones is hoping to have. You know, uh, think about Emmett Smith. I don't remember the year. I was a very young man at the time. Emmett Smith sitting out the first two games of a Dallas Cowboys season. And the Dallas Cowboys, who I think eventually go on to win the Super Bowl, are 0-2. Emmett Smith proved that point. He got the biggest contract in running back history because of his willingness to stand on what he believes about himself, and that's what Chris Jones is doing. And so if they play extremely well tonight defensively, it hurts you a little bit. But if this team struggles to stop Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery in the run, if Jared Goff has all day to throw, find Amon Ra St. Brown, find Josh Reynolds, find Laporta, then it helps him, and they made it. They better get it back sooner than later.
2: So, Aaron Donald had set the previous non-quarterback high at about thirty-one million per year. Here comes Nick Bosa in San Francisco yesterday, resetting that number, getting thirty-four million dollars per year. What do you think that means for Jones? Like, whatever the number was in Kansas City's mind, do you think it's just gone up?
3: Um, I do believe it's going up. I do believe they now have a, a bigger problem. Because if I'm Chris Jones, I'm not thinking to myself that Nick Bosa plays outside and I'm an inside guy. I'm thinking about what he's able to do, the impact he creates defensively as compared to my impact. And now I need to be in that range. You know, you watch me help you win a Super Bowl. And there's a certain number that's normally attached to that. And that number is a comparison to my peers who have done similar things. And so now if I'm Chris Jones, I'm actually at home licking my chops, being like, man, you probably should have gotten this done before yesterday because now you have a big problem.
1: Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, host of Inside the NFL, and, of course, can't forget about the Pivot podcast either. Last one for me, Ryan, and it's simply this. What is your most important story going into week one for this coming season? What is the thing that has your attention the most for the 2023 season?
3: The Baltimore Ravens offense. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm confused <laughs> when there are people who don't have this marked as their most important thing to watch as the season begins. We have yet to see Odell Beckham Jr. And Lamar Jackson on the field. Baltimore Ravens. We have yet to see what Todd Munkin's new reworked Baltimore Ravens offense looks like with their two principal players. They're two principal acts, and that's what we'll finally get to see this week as the season opens against the Houston Texans. And so I'm really excited to know what the pass game looks like, to know what the play calling is going to look like. Also know what sort of hold or grasp that Lamar Jackson has in understanding what he needs to do offensively to become a better passer and to have an offense that's so dual and dynamic in both pass and run that now you put defensive coordinators in the quandary. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Ryan, love it. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Enjoy this weekend.
3: Man, you guys have a great day. Ryan Clark,
1: ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Look, I can't wait to see what happens tonight. I think it goes a little bit beyond tonight, though, when it comes to Travis Kelsey. As far as, though, something that we are going to do every single week, it is Hembo. And you noticed a little sigh in my voice when I said, Hembo. Because Why? because everybody Hembo, likes Hembo. Hembo, we like Hembo, but Hembo is that guy. Hembo is that guy that has that smile on his face saying, I am smarter than you.
2: <laughs> that, that and he doesn't exactly have to say what it. What that smile says. But he is
1: saying it. So we have decided you see sneaky Hembo all the time on Get Up. You understand how much people who are on that show. Love sticking it to Hembo I, we literally saw Kimberly A.
2: Martin dunk on him after the fact it's now a gif or a gif or whatever it's called Harry Douglas got him good this morning if anyone saw it Hembo walked off the set he was very upset very upset
1: well we on this show now have the Carlin versus Joe Hembo Hammer you must be here for the uh, trivia challenge
0: you have the answer to this week's trivia question. Oh, I
1: love trivia.
0: This is the Himbo Hammer.
1: So here is this week's question, courtesy of Hambo. All right, boys, it's Hammer time. Week one is upon us, which raises this trivia question. Which NFL team owns the longest active streak of starting 0-1? In other words, which team has lost the most consecutive week one games? Good luck, gentlemen.
2: That should be a layup. Hmm. Lot of lot of words there to get that question out. If anyone noticed that, A <laughs> lot of words. The most consecutive zero and one start. It's just it's, it that could have been done in a much more succinct fashion. I've got I've got a guess. I got a guess because I used to mock this team all the time, but I can't give the guess now. Right? I'm supposed to no, wait. No, we're gonna let it marinate. We're
1: gonna let you think about it, and we are going to give our guesses in just moments. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. <laughs>
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge.
0: You have the answer to this week's trivia question. Oh,
1: I love trivia.
0: This is the Hembo Hammer.
1: You get it every Thursday. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. You see sneaky Hembo in the mornings on Get Up. We've got the Hembo Hammer. Here is today's question, as we heard just moments ago. Which team has lost the most consecutive Week 1 games? All right, Mr. Fortenbaugh, your guess first.
2: I want to make it very clear, this is honest. This hmm. show is nothing if not honest. No cheating. No cheating. No. What's the point, right? What does that do for me? What is the point of doing that? We are going to play this honest. So my official answer on this: the Cleveland Browns. That's
1: interesting. And I thought about going that way. My official answer on this is the Detroit Lions.
2: Two well-run programs over the last couple yes, centuries. Yes,
1: yes. Well, remember, exactly. uh, Hembo said it was a layup. So. Well,
2: I actually thought about it being If it a- turns out to be like, you know, the Patriots, I'm going to— there's going to be a conversation with Hembo. <laughs> There's going to be a con- that's all, I'm just going to say it like that. There might There's going be to be a one. conversation. There might be one anyway. This question is not a layup. Let's just even if So the we both got it wrong. You, no, even if the answers that you guys had are correct. The question itself is not a layup
3: and Hembo and I already had a conversation about using the word layup for a question like that. That's all. Well,
1: Hembo likes to lean into the idea that he is smarter than the rest of us and he wants America to know. Hembo wants to be a villain. He wants to be a villain. And it's okay. So if he is performative in that regard, I welcome it. And it'll make it all the more sweeter the times that we win. So what is the correct answer? The correct answer is Atlanta. Guys, the Falcons have lost five straight season openers dating to 2018.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Is this current active streaks? Yeah. I thought it was just the longest week one streak in history. Which team has lost the most consecutive week one games? He didn't say active. He didn't say active. Wow. What a meathead. Already already controversy. What a meathead. What a meathead (laughs) to mail it in and be so lazy, but to think you're going to be so funny on the back end with that commentary. He does not make it clear that it's active. It's not active. That is the type of stat that sounds like what is the longest ever. See, it made me think. Look I, up the I, answer to that, somebody, please. Because <laughs> if it's Cleveland, that segment's done. We're We're done. The Hembo is out. I have to tell, you, like, I to be fair,
1: and it's not something I'm interested in being usually. Yeah, <laughs> I took it. I took it to mean active. I, that's how I but was when thinking you, about it. When you it. play it
2: back, though, you yes. can see how play someone the long would... version. He says it in the long version. He says active. All right, All right we'll boys, it's yeah.
3: Hammer Time. Week one is upon us, which raises this trivia
1: question. Which NFL team owns the longest active streak right, of starting 0-1? Right in other it. words— well, so here's I would problem. like
2: to—first, i got to retract everything I just said. I'd like to retract everything I just said about Hembo. I like him very well, much. I got a little over I got a little over my skis there. No 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 hang I on. I would like to apologize. Everything that you just said about Hembo, we now turn
1: and make it about Evan Wilner, our producer, who cut the Hembo question down to this. Which team has lost the most consecutive week one games? That's what we just gave again. So yeah, right
2: fair. there. Very fair. You're serving us up the old screw job right there. You didn't think about and come up with your answers before you heard it the second time. I, know. And, um, I waited until the second time. I'm thorough like that. <laughs> what are you? You just race into the SAT questions without any prep whatsoever? Yes, and if you saw my SAT scores, you'd know that that's what I did. Also, yep. I also get caught up in the I can't have three C's in a row, so a couple different times I was like, well, that one can't be C. because That the last is just two was... an awful approach to taking a test. I can't think of a worse approach to taking a test. So you, Not only does the question not matter, if you've had a couple seasons a row you're now thinking that the test is tricking you Yes. so you're eliminating C from contention solely because of a perceived pattern yes. that you John Nash beautiful yes. mind have uncovered <laughs> Yes. I just find that hard to believe that that's that that's how you know the Bill the, Gates of the world take their test yeah
1: the only way that I would ever compare him to John Nash is to have a bunch of stuff up on a cork board that makes absolutely no sense
2: this segment is a it. disaster this segment is an absolute wow. disaster of a segment wow wow
1: you're honestly right out of the gate. You just completely hosed him right there.
2: Hosed I would him. like to know what the longest active is. I want to. want a piece of this action. No, 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 I the want longest it. active is the Falcons. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what's now now I'm I'm getting the longest of all? What's time? the longest of all time? Longest active. Five. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares about who has the longest active streak? Who's who's got the longest active streak for most consecutive home runs in a game? Uh, Thirty guys are tied at one. <laughs> What a gr- what a great trivia question.
1: See, this is why this, this segment's
2: not going anywhere. I'm thinking about because walking I out. Because I want aggravation I'm, out I'm of it. I'm thinking about walking out. We started the hour talking about the mozzarella sticks. I'm hungry. I've been thinking about that. I'm all confused. Listen,
1: this is why you incorporate Hembo into the show, because he's going to find a way
2: to stick it to you. Yeah. And that's what just happened. It's well played. The, the Browns did lose uh, 17 straight week one games. What do you know? What do you know? And there's no way anyone is worse than that. So I'm counting that as right. Yeah, it is the record. I'm counting it as right. I was right. I outsmarted Hembo at his own stupid question.
0: That is correct. Thank
2: you. Exactly. Carlin was on the wrong end of both. So, you know, that's awful. Get used to that.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.